Welcome to Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we are back. Yes. Finally talking Season 9, Episode 9, after the mid-season break of AMC's The Walking Dead, entitled Adaptation. Yes. But for the sake of brevity and also spoilers, we do dive directly into the episode, so spoiler, 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 you have been warned. Genius, what was your take on this episode? Before we go into that, what's up, Lance from Uruguay? Exactly, yeah, we haven't seen you in like four months. Right? <laughs> it's good to be back, dude. It's good to be back. I I liked this episode. I thought it was cool. Again, major beef, of course. It yeah, wouldn't, it exactly. wouldn't, wouldn't be without beef. But overall, I was expecting a little bit more. I was expecting a little bit more of the horror element that was introduced yeah. before the mid-season break. Yeah. I mean, because we were introduced to the Whispers mm-hmm. in, in, in Episode 8, and we do know that Jesus was you know, shanked, you and, know, a la San Quentin. And it was a scary scene, too. I mean, the last time we saw them, they're, like, stuck in the graveyard being surrounded, mm-hmm. like, with no hope of escape. And then you're like, ooh, scary. I wonder what happens next. And then they've been talking about it, like introducing the whispers you know and sitting on the teasers and you're like holy shit these people is scary looking so let's see where this goes overall i was like okay i dug it but i wanted more whispery action yeah but i, th- I think a lot of that too is going to be we have to get a little bit more of a slow burn i mean we can't just be introduced to another negan yeah, you know, right. all of a sudden. and plus we just finished watching it so we need to uh, process this yeah so so um, what, what we talked about off uh, off of the air is we're actually going to break this down into three different subsets of the episode because mm-hmm. we do get a lot of interaction between Negan and Judith. Mm-hmm. We get interaction between Luke, old Navy model guy, who we now know is Alden. He's still old Navy model guy. <laughs> and the Hilltop community. Right. And then Michonne, Daryl, and what we can refer to as the, the Alexandrian lights, I guess. Yeah. So, what of those three would you like to dive to first? Let's talk about Negan. Yeah, this was probably my favorite part of yeah. the episode, just because I think it showed a little bit more personality of Negan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what we've what we've come to know is that he's been in prison for six years in the basement of one of the Alexandrian you know jail cells, and everything you know he he kind of picks up bits and pieces after you know Rick is presumed dead, right? And he kind of befriends Judith, and, and and also he gets talked to by not only Judith but other people. Mm-hmm. Like looking Father Gabriel, and he's looking out the window, and he's like all Shawshank and redemption <laughs> and shit. But okay, so he gets out and he's walking around. The first thing he does is pick up the shovel, and then he goes into Judith's room. So my question was, I don't think he was gonna pop Judith. No, I don't think so. I think he was gonna take her take her with him. You think so? Yeah, because I mean they, they've got a good dynamic, and I think. I think after all these years, I think Negan finally realizes that Judith is is kind of like taking up the mantle for Carl. Yeah, you know, and and giving him that friendship that you know he so desperately needs. See, I didn't catch the getting taking her with him vibe. I thought she was, I thought he went in there to say goodbye, in a roundabout way, like you know, give her a kiss in the forehead and then bounce, or not necessarily <laughs> That's Uncle Negan, right? Not necessarily <laughs> Jack or Compass, you know, just like yoink mine, kid. <laughs> Some of your property belongs to me. My property, right? So then she starts to escape, and like he's looking around, and he like gets a disguise and everything, and. Next thing you know, where the fuck you think you're going? <laughs> and Judith is a certified badass at this Dude, point. Judith I mean, what what is great. up with the what is up with the Grimes children? Or should know. we really call them? I mean, because she's mean, not technically a Grimes. <laughs> she's a Shane. No, she was born and raised by a Grime, and a Grimes she shall be. But she's a little badass. She's yeah. easily my favorite character right now in the show. 
easily just with the little snippets and introduction and i would think like normally when they introduce like a moppet type character or something like that mm -hmm. i'm like Meh, whatever but judith is just enough badass to carry it because she's not even she's like okay are you gonna shoot me or let me go and she goes well i might just shoot you and or no one let you go and then that little interplay between him and her was really nice. And he's like, all right, all right, I'm coming down. Because he knew that she would cap him I right mean, then and there. Realistically, what are we talking about for Judith's age? Maybe 10, 11, I think, somewhere around there? Because, I mean, we're six years after the, the yeah. issues with Rick. And she was a top probably, tops probably 10. Four or five, maybe? Yeah, she's maybe about 10. Yeah, so, I mean, she's... She's not even a teenager yet, mm -hmm. yet she's probably like 30 years old mentally. Mm -hmm. I mean, she sees him climbing up the wall. Where, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she had she had that python pulled on him, man. Dead to rights, too. And she knew she was gonna, he was going to escape. And then, even coming back, I know we're jumping all over the place, mm -hmm. but we're talking about Judith. Before, she gives, before he goes, he goes, you want this compass back? And she goes, no, because it'll find your way home. And she knew, she knew that he would go out and want to come back because she even called it. She goes, there's fucking nothing out there for you. Yeah. And so and, use the compass to come home. Well, and I think a lot of that, too, speaks to the relationships that she's had with the people within, you know, Alexandria. You know, being raised by Michonne, you know, after the, the Rick issues and, you know, the Rick exit. Um, you know, her ties with Carl, if she even remembers. I mean, cause right. I honestly she was, can't remember anything that happened she past was earlier than last week. But, right. You know, maybe some people remember that those those memories. But, you know, I think she's got a good support system there in Alexandria. And well, I, I think she finally, she gets it. You know, she gets how, what this world is. And not even that. She's gone on expeditions probably by herself, just being Judith, to those places and probably beyond. Well, shit, she is. Yeah. Because, you know, in... in Sorry for the, the jumping around, but we really have to handle it this way. Mm -hmm. Toward the end of the episode, when Negan, you know, after he, he starts to return, she shoots at him. I mean, she's out there alone. Right. She finds Magna's group alone. Mm -hmm. And know? she knows exactly where he's at. She goes, okay, of course he's going to go to the sanctuary. Yeah. Let me start heading that way on the road. And sure as shit, he's coming back. And she goes, I knew it. I told you there's nothing out there, but you got to be a dumbass and go find out for yourself. <laughs> and she goes, and I told you I would shoot you the next time I see you. And sure as shit, she did shoot at him. Pop, pop. And I was like, damn, Judith, you're a little badass. Well, I mean, she did promise him, you know. Totally my favorite character going into it. But anyway, let's go back. Because yeah. I want to talk a little bit about something that Negan, those zombies were dope. Yeah. And, and we, we see that Negan goes back to the sanctuary kind of, you know. It goes back home to to yeah. roost and what he's heading there, but before he gets there, he stops he goes, at those like pit stop. Uh, yeah, to the to the Dick Sporting old, Goods to the to to the yield haberdasher there right. in, <laughs> in dilapidated you know, outskirts of Atlanta or wherever they're yeah, at. Some podunk ass town yeah. has like a fucking Alexandria's <laughs> haberdasher, but it's got everything. It's a Viva Fashion Mart because it's got like hats and socks. Those of you who don't know what Viva Fashion Mart is, I'm sure you have one. <laughs> But yeah. but he goes to this haberdasher your slash sporting goods store right. slash clothing store, and lo and behold, he finds a jacket. Yep, you know, he finds the he finds the the signature leather jacket, but not before Mister Burns releases the hounds on him. Yeah, but oh, we got to go before that. Why he needed the jacket in the first place? Because the zombie, because mm -hmm. he's sitting there, and all of a sudden, and he starts teasing like, okay, one zombie. He smacks it, and Matt knocks its face clean off, and that was I was like, ew. And I think even Negan was taken back because he's like, ooh, these zombies are gross. <laughs> They're gooey. He's been locked away. He, in th he hasn't seen 
what's happened, yeah. what's going on, and the decay of the zombies because he has been in like club fed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, behind walls in the gated community being safe. Meanwhile, zombies are rotting and things are just getting dilapidated as and worse. And can we talk about the charred zombie for a second? That was my next thing. That was crazy. So as Negan kind of you know teases this one zombie that's on the other side of this car, he goes and dispatches that one. Well, he backs up to like a... Let's just say a Datsun. Yeah. You know, he backs up to like a Burned little Burned up ass truck. car, yeah. And this charred zombie grabs a hold of his belt, and as Negan's like, walking away, it like pulls its legs apart. It's Right like, off, because the legs are like Like melted. a burnt-ass marshmallow. Right, because it was like melted to the bed of the truck, and just... And the zombies look cool. Yeah, they did. They did some really cool special effects in, in this particular episode. Mm-hmm. I liked the charge zombie. It just looked gnarly. It had it like it had texture. Gooey. Yeah, it did. It had a lot of texture, and that's what made it look real. And there's another one that we'll talk to in a different segment of our show. Mm-hmm. But there was another one that I really enjoyed this episode too. You know, because I, I think I was actually audible when we saw it on screen. <laughs> yeah. So Negan, you know, he he's kind of trying to find his way back to the sanctuary, or we we assume he's going back to the sanctuary to try mm-hmm. to find his people and you know the, his bag gets smushed and you know pretty much all of his rations are gone and he comes to this gigantic clearing well when you look at it it's the clearing where he killed glenn and abraham mm-hmm. you know and I, I started looking i was like is that the same spot and then kind of everything it just kind of played out and i'm like okay so they're giving an epiphany moment to to yeah. Negan to try to you know turn him you know we, we do a good job of separating the comic book from the from the show and you know, if you if you don't read the comic book, that, that's cool. You know, but there is a there is a change in Negan in the book that I think they're trying to institute in the show. Yeah, and I think his imprisonment has kind of like spurred that along, and kind I of like, hurried that. I think so too, especially what this definitely did. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad. Bef- I I can't remember if it was when he went there before or after the sanctuary where he spot where he killed Glenn and Abraham. It was almost like okay. This is where Negan, your that persona, mm-hmm. ends, start anew. Mm-hmm. You know, because he went to the sanctuary, nothing was there. No matter how much he tried, he's over there whistling for everybody, mm-hmm. pounding he, that little pipe on the on the railing. The only people that the only person that stayed was uh, what he called Big Mike, and he's all dilapidated, and yeah, zombified. So there's nobody there who gives two shits about who he is or who he was. And I liked this part because it was kind of like. Um, depressing it was but it was also like oh there's nothing for me on the outside world gotta go back you know it was just sad to see such a man with bravado and charisma who was normally leading like an army of people just sitting there all sad and alone like christmas time (laughs) walking away and i was like you know what that's a good fitting punishment for you and i'm glad you just you were seeing the error of your ways and how much you're an asshole and how there is nothing out there for you you're just a ghost. Yeah. yeah, and with the other thing with Negan too is I think he finally realized that even though he was imprisoned in Alexandria, he at least had someone to talk to with Judah. Mm-hmm. He had and, a good and, for and the, you know Father Gabriel. I think he finally realized that it's like, you know, maybe I wasn't a hundred percent alone, even though I was in you know in solitary. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was safe. The grass is type of greener type thing. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't have to fend for myself and keep one eye open. But I did like his little. His little open open concept like loft, you know, living room he put together with, that was with the lockers cool. and the couch that, and everything. That was kind of cool to get. I was like, that's kind of smart. But kind of looked like my living room in college. Mm-hmm. But I would think like, I don't know. It. I'm glad it is where it's going. But I thought one, 
it would have took him a little bit longer to be out in the real world to get to that epiphany, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I would have le- thought that At too. least a night, you know? Um, but two, like, when I originally going past, I was listening to some old episodes, and I'm like, man, if they do, like, Happy Uncle Negan, I'm going to be pissed off, right? But I like this fact that if they do have a Happy Uncle Negan, they're going to have it because of a badass Judith. Yeah, that she changed him. Yeah, I like that dynamic between them, and I think they will play well off each other. Big badass and little badass. You know what I'm saying? Well, and the other thing, too, is I think with the interaction that he had with Carl, I think that changed him. Mm-hmm. And then even the interaction that he had with Rick, you know, because he realized that Rick wasn't doing this to, you know, to further himself. He was doing it to keep his community alive. And now that he sees that there's nothing out mm-hmm. there, and Rick was right, because he even says there's fucking paradise over there. Exactly. Everybody here has it rough. So I'm going to go back. He needed to see that. Yeah, he needed to see it for, his, for himself, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's really weird that you had Rick tell him, you had Carl tell him, and now you got the thir- you know the second generation Grime. Oh, you, know, you know, you have Judith telling him. Yeah, so. but you know, for first hand, sometimes it takes somebody like to see themselves. I mean, are the- you gonna have to have RJ tell him next? <laughs> right. I said, don't go. My daddy told you to keep your ass inside Alexandria. Right. Stay here, bitch. <laughs> so I mean that that. You know, that little dynamic and that duo between, you know, him and Judith was probably one of the bright spots of the show. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say necessarily just this episode. I would say the show. It's a great little character piece. Yeah, because the, the actress that's playing Judith, man, she's Play awesome. the shit out of her. I mean, considering she's hella young, I mean, to have that type of rapport with another actor is is awesome. They need to have, like, a remake of Thelma and Louise, but for little with little kids, and it'll be her and Jorah Mormont. No, um... Oh, Leanna Mormont. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is right off their trikes off into the <laughs> We answered the call. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out, taking out the White Walkers, the Slime Walkers, whatever. <laughs> you know, just going around fucking shit up. So, I'd see it. And we finally see the the kind of the tail end of Negan's little story arc there is that he starts to come back to Alexandria. And a new beginning. Yeah. And, and he Which finally is, realizes that, you know, Judith was right. And the fact that everybody's looking for him. And now that the whole issue of what is going to be needed for justice mm-hmm. is coming back up again, that's going to be an interesting dynamic, too, because he's still a prisoner. He's still like war treason prisoner you know what i'm yeah i mean he he's a prisoner of war right 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 so that's going to be an interesting play especially judith is going to be all to kill a mockingbird don't kill him you know so like (laughs) (laughs) i think it's going to be a lot of fun yeah so i mean that pretty much wraps up negan and judith i Mm -hmm. mean i'm I'm interested to see where they take that story arc Mm -hmm. for the rest of the 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 season me too me too Um, i mean as judith gets older i mean it's going to be kind of cool to see little ass kicker yeah you know doing even more ass kicking yeah so do we have anything else with judith and negan that we really need to touch on i think that's it okay so which one would you rather go to next the hilltop with luke and alden an old navy model guy or michonne and daryl and the alexandrians let's go to the hilltop with old navy model guy okay so with, with the hilltop community i mean we we know that jesus and you know uh aaron were having conversations outside and that portions of each one of those teams you know the hilltop and alexandria all ended up in the the cemetery mm-hmm. you know because they were looking for eugene right you know and that's how we first come across the idea of the the whisperers you know so and we, he's still on the disabled list he's, yeah i mean he he's still effed up from everything so we see that you know michonne and daryl you know and and aaron actually take jesus's body out of the the cemetery mm-hmm. and they're kind of on their way back to the hilltop 
and you know to try to find you know what's all happening with the people because Yumiko and um why am I blanking on her name? Magma. Magma. Magna. Magna. Um, Ma- you know, hot all, magma. All, all of those people are in together. So <laughs> right. the, the Hilltop decides that they need to send out you know search parties, but not to go too far. But it's cool that, one, as they're leaving the um, area, um, I'm going to call her Madam Chow. Oh, yeah. Baron Chow? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, from Into the Badlands. Right. Which is a sore subject, but we'll get into that. But Baron Chow saves her. Um, yeah, Yumiko. Yumiko saves Michonne right off the bat, and then that's the turn. Like, okay, she could have like got me exactly, or she could have just let them get me. Because mm-hmm, the first thing we hear from Michonne is she goes, "No, I vouch for them." Mm-hmm. And so, which is like, good for you, Michonne. About yeah, because, fucking time. Yeah, because she's always been one of those people that's really guarded, and especially yeah, since Rick. Especially death. now. Yeah, she, you know. I mean, we saw that with the little council at, mm-hmm. the, at the, you know, she didn't trust nobody. Outside. Yeah, and the fact that she's like, okay, I'll, I'll vouch for these people. They're good in for in Alexandria or the hilltop. Mm-hmm. So, which was cool, and it was also cool. And Michonne <clears throat> says, "We need to bring the body back." Yeah, because they they need some type of catharsis with everything. Because mm-hmm. I th- I think from Michonne's you know point of view, if they just say Jesus is dead, you know, it's like well, what what happened? You know, right. why do we why do we not have this symbol of you know strength and solidarity here? Because you know Maggie's already bounced on him. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus is dead, so now pretty much the mantle of power gets transferred to Terra. Well, plus it's good form to bring the body of the leader. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? To be buried in the in their realm, yeah. for lack of a better term. And especially one like Jesus, because it's, it's bummer to see him go. But I'm glad that Michonne did that to offer some sort of like healing. Yeah, you know, some kind of full circle, you know. But here's here's what my thing. So we once they bring him back, it's all an extra sad funeral, right? But before we get to that, we're jumping all over the oh, place here. We have here. to, man. Aaron comes up to Michonne and says, "Like you were 100 percent right. We they are we're good without trying to." bring the community yeah so together. whatever whatever during the six-year period that fractured the communities apart from one another mm-hmm. aaron is finally you know because aaron was going behind everybody's back and he was talking to jesus trying to you know bring everybody back together like yeah. the, the happy-go-lucky family they were mm-hmm. and he finally acquiesces and tells michonne look you were right right but see i also think that michonne is also kind of thinking like you know what maybe i was wrong mm-hmm. i know? think she is too because he, she even says to him you know i'm sorry because you know you were right as well mm-hmm. you know so, so kind of extend the, the olive branch to all the different communities. Yeah. I hope it doesn't, this experience doesn't jade Aaron so much where he's like, we can't help anybody. Man, it you sucks know? too, man. Because, yeah. you know, he, he lost his, he lost his partner, mm-hmm. you know, his partner turned into a zombie and just kind of wandered away. Right. And now all of a sudden he loses like, his, his best, best friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. And his, Jesus. Yeah. And, and, his, and, and Jesus. confidant. Right. Exactly. Because they were both like, Jesus was the leader but Aaron was also very wise counsel and always has been wise counsel. Mm-hmm. And Jesus had like a kindred spirit because they were both like scouts and then mm-hmm. put in positions of power whether they didn't really want to. So it was kind of cool to see that dynamic. I wish we would have saw it grow. And I hope it doesn't jade Aaron because I like Aaron. Marquand is a great yeah, character. Marquand is awesome. He is fantastic. But I hope that, that him being more closed off and makes sparks of fire in Michonne to say, okay, no, we really need to bring us together because this is not working, especially now that we have this new threat with whispering zombies. Mm-hmm. We got to figure out what the hell to do. Well, I think the other thing that, you know, Jesus' death is going to do is I think it's going to force uh, Aaron and Enid, 
back mm-hmm. together in terms of like their friendship. Yeah. Because after, you know, Enid got with old Navy, Navy model, model guy, guy and you know, they kind of have this, you know, budgeting relationship mm-hmm. slash boyfriend, girlfriend action going on. I mean, it, it's gotta be tough for Aaron not to have, you know, because Enid and he and Enid went to Oceanside to try to rally the troops for the battle against Negan. So yeah, that's when, that's <laughs> when Marquand went full hills. on Catman. So, I mean, you've got that friendship too, that I think, you know, the, the, I guess the common thread was Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? So, and it's good seeing Tara step up. It is. You know? Yeah. And, and not just be angry about it. Cause you know? Michonne was like, you're going to have to do this. She goes, I know. And oh no, Brett Butler was like, People are going to look to you, and she goes, I already know this. I like this is, mm-hmm. but now is not the time, right? You know, it'll it'll be handled in in its due time, exactly, because Jesus was Tara's not only like leader but like friend. Mm-hmm. So like she needs a little time to process. That Very much too. so, yeah. I mean, you just can't you just can't shut yourself off after you lose such a vital piece of your community. Which brings us to the other part of this aspect of this story. They. That was a fantastic trap that they laid for the whispers. Oh yeah, it was cool. That was a really good so, thing. So let's talk about the British, uh, the bridges of Madison County for right. a second. <laughs> so what, what we see is the bridges you know, of Macon County. <laughs> so what we see is that you know our, our group of survivors essentially corral these these walkers in this in this covered bridge. You know mm-hmm. what, what you would think about like an old country bridge, right? Like what the Deets has died in Beetlejuice, right? Yeah. yeah. So you, you get all these walkers in there and and. It's it's actually ingenious it is. because Daryl's not going for headshots with these guys because they need someone alive right. to guide what the fuck is going on. Right. So he starts taking shots at the thigh and shoots the first walker. The walker's like, Burr. shoots the next guy. And he's like, oh, my <laughs> God. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Ow. I used to be a whisperer until I took an arrow to the knee. And so he, now I'm a yellow. <laughs> right. Now he drops like a sack of potatoes. The next thing you know, the one zombie like. Roar, yep. and which is brilliant because one takes out one of them, and then the other one's like, "Oh shit!" Looks around like, "Um, nom, nom, nom." <laughs> you sure do taste good, Steve. Right? But I, the only problem I have, okay, so one of the one of the whispers turns around all slow, like, and draws a like a buck knife from his sleeve, uh huh, and then charges Michonne. What the fuck are you thinking at this point? Right? I mean, dude, the chick's got a katana, and she had already killed a couple. Exactly. <laughs> Badassedly so. It's not like, you know, oh, I wonder if she can use that katana. No, she what sliced. What is that, opening envelopes? Right? She sliced and diced numerous, numerous ones in and front of that have, guy's eyes. And they had to have seen what, what you know, because... Granted, maybe not all those whispers that were on the bridge were in the, in the cemetery or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But... If they're in that herd, you know, and, and Michelle, the hands up, dude. I'm uh, like, I'm oh, done. yeah, no shit. I'll be like, take me back wherever you need to. But I'll tell like, you everything. <laughs> all right, so you've got a maybe an eight inch buck knife. Okay, cool. She's got a fucking katana. Right. There's no way that's gonna. She's got you on reach. You could be the baddest ass person ever, but against someone with a katana, yeah, they got the reach on you. And then finally, we see that you know, to the person who is revealed later as Lydia, mm-hmm. who is Alpha's daughter is is taken captive you know she finally realizes oh my god i can't do this against all these people they just fucked up my entire group exactly and a whole herd of walkers yeah so like no so they take her back and so then it's up to daryl to play good cop bad cop 
But before we get to that, there's one line that Michonne had that you know she is 100% not fucking with anybody. She looks at Lydia and she goes, if you try anything, you won't need to pretend anymore and slams the yeah, face into her. That was a great fucking line, too. I was like, God damn, Michonne, you won't need, you won't need this anymore. You fucking, you'll be a real walker, bitch. And I was like, <laughs> you are cold-blooded, Michonne. Cold-blooded. You know she meant every word she says. Yes, And even exactly. if she didn't... Uh, She's so intimidating where I'd be like, yep, you're right. Dude, the only, thing, the only thing, honestly, that would have been more badass than that is if she would have taken her katana and wiped the blood of her buddy on her shirt. Be <laughs> like, get this shit off my blade. Tanai is a certified <laughs> badass. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate. I don't know if anybody, you know, spoiler, should, spoiler, spoiler. Spot, yeah, spoiler. And I don't know if anybody's heard the news. Well, if you, if you watch The Walking Dead or follow anything, then you yeah. probably already know. If you've been but, on Facebook. Right, but Denai Greer is actually leaving the show yeah and because i mean she's got a huge part in the marvel cinematic universe mm -hmm. from black panther and uh, avengers endgame she's made it big but they're still gonna have her back when they do the movies yeah wrap yeah, up exactly yeah so. so i mean we're not losing her completely but we're right. losing her in the show which yeah. kind of sucks but but not until the end of the, like the middle of next season i believe mm, yeah i think so. she i think she's gone She's gone, like, at the beginning of season 10. Yeah, so, something like that. Somewhere around there. But still. No, she's a badass, so I wouldn't fuck with her at all. And, yeah, they kidnap Lydia, and they're like, you tell us what's going on. There's yeah. nobody left. There's Man, nobody I was, left. I was, uh, when they take her back to Alexandria, they throw her, or I'm sorry, they take her back to Hilltop, and they throw her in the cells next to Henry. I wanted the people in the I wanted like, to start. Like, no, I wanted her to get waterboarded. Yeah. Or drawn and quartered or something. That's one of my notes. She had it super easy street. I know, yeah. Daryl just yelled at her a little bit. Right. Like, <laughs> if you're going to torture somebody, torture them. If you want answers, don't be like, tell me. No. All right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stop stealing monkeys. Fuck, Fuck you. you. Fair, Fair enough. enough. <laughs> you know, so it's like. <laughs> but I do think it was kind of it, it was kind of suave on Daryl's part because, you know, he, he I don't know if they necessarily planned it that way. I don't think Daryl did. Let's go. We got to go back because I know what you're going to talk about, but we got to talk about Henry. Henry done pissed me off. I don't know. There's something about that kid being thrown in the drunk tank like he's fucking Otis. Well, you got to understand, too. I mean, he lost Morgan. You know, he lost yeah. his compass. Yeah. You know, when Morgan left to go to Fear of the Walking Dead, you know, and he kind of went on his walkabout, you know, he he lost the mentor he had. He did. He did. But he still gained more stuff. He had a nice job in doing the kingdom. And like you said, he I mean, I can see where he's coming from because he is a teen in a new town, you know, trying to find his place in the world. But like he's trying to find some friends and some moonshine, yeah, some bathtubs yeah, in. But he's stupid and he makes me mad. And so like, well, but he, then again, if you rewind about three seasons of our show, we said the same thing about Carl and then Carl turned out to be a badass. That's true. But I've always said Henry's stupid. So like <laughs> he's he's consistently pissed me off ever since he's been a wee lad. So like I'm still kind of bitter at him. So anyway, so he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. And he has the heart to heart with Daryl Reedus. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, I think what you were going to say was pretty slick of him yeah. to be Daryl Cop and Henry Cop. Yep. Right? Exactly. That's a, it's, a, it's exactly it because, you know, Daryl. Don't Darryl, hurt him, Daryl. Daryl comes back down and he's like, you know, how many of them are you? I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. I could take you back upstairs and they want to string you up right now. And, and they we, would. And too. we've got the gallows to do it. And they, and they, <laughs> Hilltop, Hilltop has. That rope isn't even fucking, isn't even cold from Gregory's ass yet. 
it's got a reputation with hanging Judge Maggie. But, <laughs> but yeah, you, you get you get the dynamic with with Henry, and you know Lydia thanks him. You know, mm-hmm. says thank you for you know stepping in on that, and he goes, oh no problem, I'm Henry. And then all of a sudden, you, well, I'm Lydia. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Uh, but pan out. And but like, after everything is said and done, I mean, you know, Daryl is still on the outside of that cell, mm-hmm. like leaning up against the wall, you know, sitting down, listening to their conversation. Yep. So, you know, Daryl's doing a little reconnaissance. He's like, a little okay. hillbilly justice. Hillbilly. <laughs> hillbilly snooping. <laughs> but like, hillbilly P.I. <laughs> Billy Bob P.I. But like, <clears throat> no, super smart of him, especially because he knew Henry was going to be like, let me take care of you. Mm-hmm. You're a pretty girl, and I'm a stupid guy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Henry, Henry doesn't have any friends anymore. Right, and he want, that's his main thing. He wants friends, and he's in the drunk tank with her, So, and he already stood up for her, so yeah, of course. Why not strike up a conversation? Maybe, yeah. And so, so that's very, very, very smart of Daryl. And I think that probably leads us to the end of that. Yeah, so I think with you know, well, actually, we still have one more part of no, no, no. Of, I mean, of the of the of the Daryl interrogation, mm-hmm. uh, the Hillbilly PI. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So yeah, definitely Hillbilly PI has been wrapped up on that <laughs> one. Hillbilly PI. But I don't. I, I, ding, I think ding, that ding, 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 part, part of that was um, part of that was bullshit on Michonne's part because you know she even mentions to him a couple times you know if you can't get any answers or you get the answers and if you can't you know what to do and i'm just like damn i know how's he going to be just like hillbilly assassin now cersei you know and take it easy there michonne but i don't know he's not the mountain he's the appalachian <laughs> bravo <laughs> bravo bravo no, I but don't she know. puts she puts that solely on daryl to say you know if you can't get the answers we need you know a kill him and he even, said, him. he even said why me you yeah know? he's like what what, what what i do to deserve this i ain't the hangman right that chick left <laughs> <laughs> why do i gotta be the one that does all the torturing and shit i'm sure there's other people in the community like some random gotta, red shirt man hey, all, all he's gotta do is feed her a couple dog food sandwiches and put a, like the backstreet boys on replay down there in the, in the cell and but he henry she, would never have another drink again and she'd spill all the all the beans she's not even being tortured she's being threatened i'm like like come on Tara, smack her around a little bit, you know? Like, you she, you just killed Jesus. You know, I know you want answers. I know. Get the answers with the iron fist. Come on, Judas. Uh-huh. Get it? Jesus reference? Jesus. But yep, yep, yep. So, anyway. that, pretty, that pretty much covers up all of our all of our hillbilly P.I. Uh-huh. So, I mean, what, what else with those guys do um, you want to go to? Because there, there were some pieces that we missed that yeah. we, we kind of skipped over. So, it was kind of... <laughs> I felt so bad for Eugene. I felt so bad oh, for Eugene. Oh, I did too, man. He's, he professes his love. He's about to profess his love. He goes, being out there in the wilderness about to die, I can only think of you, right? Every second, every minute, every hour, all I can think about is you. And then Rosita he just, just leaves. leaves and vomits. Just runs that's and just yaks. Just, that was like, that's fucked up. Especially, she better be pregnant because if she's not, that's mean as hell. Like, I want to tell you my non-love. Hold on. Blah. <laughs> gross so but, when she runs outside you know Sadiq follows out after her and whatnot and eugene's just kind of sitting there with a with a bum knee you know that that Sadiq fixed up for mm-hmm. but apparently those trailers are paper thin because eugene finds out that before rosita and father g got together 
Little Sadiq was uh, paying a couple house calls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so, and now Rosita's got the bun in the oven. Yeah. So, I don't know. Would that be a Carl Jr.? Oh, how does she? Da. I don't know the. <laughs> I don't know the time frame, but like, how come on, man? I've been storing up all these puns for like four months now. <laughs> Boo earns. No, Jude's Carl's Jr. That sounds like a. Judith, well, come down down to Judith Carl's Jr. where the third burger's free. But, no. How does she know that it's Sadiq's? I mean, like, I'm sure she knows, but, I mean, in the time frame, I don't know how long her and Father Gabriel have been together. You don't know? know. So Maybe she just knows. Maybe. That's weird. Not weird, but, I mean, it's only, I don't know. I, I don't know if another pregnancy is what's needed in the show right now. I don't know, man. You, you've only got so many options in the zombie apocalypse. I mean, it's not like you've got, like, Tinder. Yeah, you know, Alexandria's version of Tinder. It's like swipe left three times and you're done. But I hope it's not doesn't become a big thing because we already had. No, that I don't. With I don't Judith think it will. We've be. had that with Maggie. You know what I'm saying? But I tell you what. All yeah. right, so we'll we'll go into conjecture at the end of this episode because I've got something I, I do want to drop on people. Okay. Um. So, but we do have two more parts of the Hilltop community that we really haven't touched on, and that is Alden, uh, old Navy model guy, and mm-hmm. Luke. Mm-hmm. So when they're we're trying to find this like the search party to go out after Michonne, Yumiko, and, and all of the others, they they you know devise this plan to say, hey, we're going to go two by two, but don't go out too far. So you know, Luke is adamant he goes I, you know yumiko and magna are already out there you know i want to help i want to do something there's giving me breadcrumbs yeah and and you know you see all the people kind of leery about everything but then alden makes the 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 thing you know the he kind of vouches for him and says you know look he can go with me mm-hmm. well they go out and they start finding yumiko's arrows stuck in all the trees yeah like a the bread you know, trail of breadcrumbs mm-hmm. well then they they go one one breadcrumb too far and the big reveal is that, you know, we know from all the stills and all the, the previews and everything that they come across this walker that's just standing there. It was freaky looking. Yeah. I it mean, was super creepy. It was, it was kind of like a, it, w- it wasn't like a walker just standing there. It was kind of like a hunch. It, sh- it was shambling yeah. and then shambled and then it froze. And it just froze. Which made it even more disturbing because you never see walkers like freeze. Because even Luke had that look on his face like, like the fuck? What? Why, why isn't this walker coming any closer? And then they well, get like, I got it, I got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and Luke starts to come forward. Well, then the walker starts walking forward toward him with one of Yumiko's arrows in, in her hand and throws it at his feet. And he's like, uh, what, what, what? And then all of a sudden, pulls a double barrel shotgun on him. But even before that, we got to go before that. We missed a little bit of part. They're walking and talking, and they're talking about, like, um, I'm a one-man band, and we're going to yep. form a band, and let's do this and go on. Next thing you know, he runs into, like, a Siamese tree zombie. That's the one I wanted to talk about. That, yeah. that, that was my favorite zombie. It was like... A zombie had stepped in another zombie. Right. It, it, it was, was just, just kind of shambling along. Just saw Cronenberg zombied up and stuff. This is gross. The shunted zombie. Oh, no. <laughs> zombie society. Uh, I am a butthead. But um, I like to do it. It was really sick looking. It was sick looking. Was- <laughs> because, I mean, not only do you have to deal with a you know, zombie face to face, you got to deal with hoof and mouth disease zombie. Because I was like a surprise zombie. Because he's like, fuck this. I got it. Surprise. Right? And in normal terms, you probably would be good. But it's just one zombie. Well, does he know that there's like a little like quato grow on this? on his your brain to me, Quaid. 
But yeah, I mean, I thought that was pro- that was probably my favorite zombie so that was far. A cool the, zombie, probably the past two seasons. Really, I think the 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 only other one I think that's probably better for me was the tree zombie, the one that had I like the, the tree zombie, the, the that's moss what I, growing out. That's of what there. I was thinking. That's been one of my favorite zombies. Yeah, so I mean, the special effects crew and you know makeup and whatnot do a really awesome job on this one. Okay, so there's something I wanted to go back. I re- was looking over my notes. One thing that I like is how when they had Lydia captured. And they're like, why are you doing this? How long have you been looking? And why did you try and kill us? And she was like, killing you has been the, the entire goal the whole time. Mm-hmm. She goes, we are just coming to kill you. No reason why. You know, because why not? It's what we do. But they had this weird philosophy how it's a symbiotic relationship. They protect the dead and the dead protects them. That's true. It's weird. I mean, it's, it's interesting to think about. I'm, I can't. I don't want to subscribe to that newsletter. <laughs> But it's an interesting Dead theory. now. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the fact that it's just, they're just hell-bent on killing. No reason, no rhyme. Yeah. And, and you know, we'll get to this part, you know, I, I guess the portion of this. I mean, I, I hate, Are we in Conjectureville? No, I hate dropping, like, little tidbits and whatnot about characters that we're going to see later on. Mm-hmm. But the Whispers are very territorial. You know, so when they see the big herd mulling around and whatnot, that's technically their quote-unquote territory that's their land right so whenever they see people come into it start hacking up zombies i mean they're taking away their defenses yeah so that that's a lot of the reason why the whisperer war happens is because you got all these people that are you know attacking you know without just cause because they think all these people are dead how do they how do they eat though you know what i'm saying i'd want to know how they sleep right you know because i snore I mean, right. granted, I don't snore like Curly, but, you know, I snore. But can you imagine somebody, like, a, with a walker face? <laughs> like, the lips falling down. <laughs> and, like, what if you have to fart? Next thing you know, you're like zombie chow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, oh, God, diarrhea. <laughs> you know? I mean, I couldn't. I'd be too Good freaked God. out to. What? <laughs> I mean, like, where will you be when diarrhea hits? <laughs> uh, but no, being a walker with, uh, being a whisperer would suck. Yeah, how, how are you going to keep warm? You yeah, because you can't really light a fire because the zombies would be like, "What's Steve doing?" Right, and you know it smells. Yeah, exactly. That, that, I think that would probably be the part I couldn't Oof. get over Oof. wearing another like face. All they want to do is kill people, and they want to be gross. So the whisperers are good bad guys. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're going to see what shakes out with, you know, Luke and Alden because they've been essentially captured by the, the by the Whisperers. Is, is Magma and Madden Chow uh, captured too? No, remember they came back. They, oh, that's they, right. They were with Michonne. And they're and, like, where the fuck are the, where's yeah, Luke? Yeah, yeah, yep. That's yep. right, that's right. So, the, the, the scouting party are the ones that got, and, you know, going. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> But I thought that was a cool little dynamic between Luke and, and Alden to kind mm-hmm. of talk about, you know, oh, I, I didn't play any instruments, but, you know, I did sing. And it's like, oh, look, we got a two-man band. Oh, tiny boy. I told you that's gonna, he's going to build total gym neighbors on there. <laughs> he's going to be like, well, I don't know how to sing that. Oh, tiny boy. <laughs> the pipes, the pipes are calling. Fucking. <laughs> so that pretty much wraps up, you know, Luke and, and Alden and, and the Hilltop community. Is there anything else that you want to touch on with those guys? I think I think that's it. You had something about Conjectureville. The Conjectureville is I think that those guys are going to get killed. Really? Yeah. I, I think that Luke and Alden are going to end up as the sacrifices because, you know, there there is a 
and I hate doing this because I don't right, know right, right. I don't know how the the story is going to mesh together between the the graphic novels and the the show. And they're all over the place anyway. Right, but but the, but the whisperers have this border. And the border is a bunch of decapitated heads on pikes, like a fence line. Uh-huh. So the conjecture is how are they going to be able to make that fence like to tell the the you know the the non-walkers, the non-whisperers this is our fence. This is my backyard. Don't come here. Yeah. I think Alden and Luke are going to get it because then that's going to piss Enid off. Yeah. And, and you know, I, she's already trigger happy. Yeah. And, and, but the, the bad part is, man, is I, you know, I read all, you know, some of these conjectures from, from other podcasts and, and listen to them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good evidence to think that Rosita might be one of them. Is, yeah. the, is the walking dead going to off a pregnant chick? Yeah, you know what I, I mean? think they might. I think they might. I mean, they've offed a pregnant chick that just gave birth, and then, oh, well, I guess she's no longer pregnant. Um, but that's that's where I that's where I'm going in Conjectureville is like who who do you take for this like sacrifice? I could see the old Navy model guy because I just want him to get gone, but <laughs> I hope they don't because not I, before they break out in song. Right, Donny boy, Shazam! But I hope. I like Dan Folger's character. I do too. I always I think, like Dan I think, Folger. I think Luke is one of those guys that wants to help out, but he just doesn't know quite how. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he wants to be helpful, but he's not. He's not Daryl. I mean, and he's he, done traveling. He's said it before. He goes, "I want to stay here. This is a nice yeah. place." And by all intents and purposes, it is because he's walking around and it's like you know everything's back to normal. Kids are having a good time. It's Americana. Why wouldn't he want to help and stick around and prove his worth and show he can be a valuable member of the community? Mm-hmm. So, so we'll, we'll we'll see how that works. There was one line in tonight's episode that I thought was eerily political when Daryl yep. was interrogating Lydia. Yep, that's in my and, notes. And he's talking about you know, well, we, how long have you been out there and whatnot? And Lydia keeps saying, you know, we, we were going to kill you all and whatnot. And and Daryl goes, how long have you been watching this place? And Lydia goes, <laughs> Lydia goes. Uh, walls don't make places safe. Right. And I'm like, damn, guys, could you hit it more on the nose with what's Message. going on politically? Message! So, but, I mean, it, it's true with, with the way that those walker herds, I mean, we've already seen the walls of Alexandria be breached once by by an explosion, mm-hmm. you know, during the war with Negan. So, I mean, could they be potentially just saying, you know, look, you know, right. you're, not, you're not safe at all. I mean, these are just timber walls up here at Hilltop. Exactly. You get enough walkers on any wall, they're going to knock it down. Yeah. I mean, we so. saw that with the we saw that with the fence at the uh, at, at, at the, the prison. prison. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's right. She goes, I've seen it over and over again. Communities just like yours have fallen. I was in a safe one. We had to do what we did mm-hmm. to survive. And we've tore down other ones. Yep. So, yeah. But I, I did think that was eerily political, the way yeah, they kind of wove that in there. Yeah, it was. So I was just like, kind of kind of on the nose with that one, but okay, I'll let it pass. Mm-hmm. So with you know Luke, Alden, and Hilltop, we don't have anything else that you, you want to talk about? I think we're good. Okay, so let's get with Michonne and Daryl and the Alexandria community. Mm-hmm. So we already know that Negan makes his escape. You know, mm-hmm. Judith, we, we already talked about that piece of it. But Michonne is more readily accepting of Magna and Yumiko, Luke, uh, Kelly. Yeah. So all that new group that they came in with, you know, because Yumiko had Michonne's back, you know, and, and Magna went out with them on the search party for, you know, the, the Eugene. They, they kind of get this, like, acceptance hug from everybody. Right. So they get to stay at the Hilltop community. Well, they all just survived in a uh, graveyard encounter. Yeah. So, I mean, but with Michonne... We, we see that she is hell-bent on getting back to Alexandria because yeah. she does not feel comfortable in Hilltop. No matter how amicable she seems with Tara, 
no matter how you know friendly she was with Jesus, it's just not her place. I still just want to know what went down because I, I think we're going to know it by the end of the season because if if you go into you know we talked about the the scars that everybody has on their lower left side mm-hmm. you know the same side that you uh, Rick was impaled on with that rebar one of the episodes <laughs> is named Scar at the end of this season so I think we're going to well, kind of get an idea of everything that kind of wraps up well because there was this line that Michonne had when she was talking to Daryl she goes you know what thank you for going out and looking for his body mm-hmm. and thank you for everything that happened and after and after and she yep. and she made a point and goes and after so there had to have been some ill ill shit that went down yeah and you can tell that you know michonne and, and daryl's bond is really tight because mm-hmm. you know daryl puts his hand on her shoulder and she puts her hand over top of his mm-hmm. you know to to kind of symbolize that you know they're they're in it together right so but there is there is a moment of un, unsuredness between the two of them when they're on the the madison county bridge when you know daryl says let's take her with us when it, when they find lydia and Mashona kind of gives him a look, and he kind of nods at her. You know, it, it'll be okay. You know, I'll do what I have to do. Plus, we got to go because we still got yeah, a, exactly. There's a, a whole herd, herd right yeah. behind us. So I think that Daryl is acknowledging the fact that you know, if this goes sideways, you know, he's going to have to kill her. You know, and I think yeah. he, I think he's accepting of that <laughs> of, of that responsibility in in the grand scheme of things. Hey, there's more whispers. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, we we get the the Judith and and all that kind of play through. We get the the hilltop and all that. And then we get just, you know, Michonne and Aaron talk about needing to protect themselves. And it's not even necessarily protect themselves from the walkers. It's protect themselves from the other communities. Like emotionally. Yeah, it's like kind of guarding themselves from what happened, you know, in the events of the post-Rick. And it's sad, too, because, like, before this That group whole... was all together. Right, for the longest time. And now whatever happened, happened, and it fucked everybody up. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a, it's a weird... It's a weird it's dynamic. dynamic. Yeah. Exactly. I hope it gets resolved, and I hope we do get to hear Luke and uh, Old Navy Model Guy sing at a carnival with everybody there. <laughs> you know, that's that's my hope for the end game that everybody gets back together. I, they're gonna have to, because especially I, if the whispers are gonna. Yeah, fuck I mean, them all I'm, up. I'm honestly, you're not gonna be able to. Uh, you're not going to be able to fight this new threat as three separate communities, right? You know, so you're gonna have to figure out something because. Honestly, the the fighters are kind of dispersed. You know, the, yeah. the the main group of fighters that you always had. You know, you had the Rick, the Daryl, the Carl, the Michonne, and they're all the Aaron, and they're all different people now. They're all different people, but they're all at different places. Yeah, like you've got Daryl is staying at Hilltop to be a de facto like second in command to Tara, because you know Michonne says you know Tara can do it, but, but she, she can't do help. it. She can't do mm-hmm. it alone. And she's right. And also, it'd be good for Daryl to get himself back into society again. Yeah, because I mean, even now, I mean, when he was out on on you know watch for Rick's body or try to find clues about what happened to Rick, I mean, he was sleeping out in the wilderness in a tent, and you know, killing squirrels like he was doing in in season one. And he's still somewhat feral. Yeah, like, exactly. He comes out like, hey, where'd you sleep? You sleep up, up in there the in, the, in the loft in the outside loft. the barn. He goes, yeah, that's the dog that's, pit. That's where dog wanted. Yep. It's so. like. Well, okay. Yeah, cool. exactly. So, I mean, he's he's living again like an animal. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, with Michonne and Daryl, I mean, it's it's going to be a very tumultuous, you know, yeah. friendship between the two of them because they ultimately it's have, be bring him some old shit, right? Because they have the same scars, you know, both emotionally and physically. Yeah, and and they've been through a lot of the same things. So, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So, with Daryl and Michonne, do we have anything else that you want to cover on those? I think that's it. Okay. So, like we do on every episode, 
On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate this episode? I really enjoyed this episode, but there was something about it where I, I couldn't put my finger on it. Something was missing. I don't know. I think Rick I, Grimes. Rick Grimes. <laughs> I really... Oh, no. I, I really... You know what? I think the show is fine without him. I do, too. I, I, I think, I'd like it, the I think it's characters. strong enough without him. Yeah, I like the characters. Uh, I like where the stories are going. I, I like... The aspect of the Judith and Negan adventures. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted a bit more like, I think I'm with you. I wanted a little bit more horror and a little bit more blood and guts. I think we're going to get that coming up I'm in, hoping in, in the so. next couple of episodes. So unfortunately, because it was a mid-season mid -season opener, I was a little bit more hyped for it than I wanted to be. Now, I mean, I'm not, I'm not hyped for what I wanted to be. I was more hyped for it than what I got. And so I was a little let down with it. Not because it was a bad episode. It's just because I just wanted more. Yeah, and so, I think we I think we ended on such a tense moment at right. the end of the, the season 9A. And then to get something with not a lot of... Uh, Meat. Yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not a lot of action. You, yeah. So if it was a better day, I'd probably go 8. But because it was the mid-season premiere and it's been like months since we've had The Walking Dead, mm -hmm. I'm going to go 7.5 just because it's like... I think you're getting softer in your old age because that's actually one of the higher scores that you've given it. I li I really enjoyed this episode, but I was just like, you you didn't thrill me. You know, you gave... I was hungry. You gave me a bagged lunch when I was expecting a buffet, but I'm going to eat it because I'm hungry. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah. So. No, I'm very much with you, man. And, you know, I, I'm holding out my high scores until Ryan Hurst actually makes his, you know, his appearance as beta. Uh -huh. Because, dude, I mean... I, I'm unapologetically a huge fan of his work. You know, I liked him in SOA. I liked him in a lot of the films that he's done. I, I think I think he just he's a good actor. You know, and he he brings a lot to that role. Yeah. Because I mean, I have read ahead in the comics, so I know you know a lot of the way that the mannerisms are. Granted, he's not as tall as Beta is in the comic books, but I mean, you're not going to find a lot of people that are. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to be very anticipa anticipatory of what happens with Alpha and Beta because, you know, of the actors that they brought in to play those two roles. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to cause Negan to do a flip. And it, I think it's going to be very uneasy with the people that are in those camps on whether or not they can trust him or not. Oh, yeah. So, but I mean, I think Judith is going to be the person that actually kind of, you know, puts some, you know, bug in somebody's ear be like, no, he's really not that bad, you know? Yeah. And he's got nothing else. Right, yeah. He's got, so why not? He's got nothing to lose and nowhere to go, mm -hmm. so he pretty much needs to be in this fight with us. So you're going to go seven and a half. I'm actually going to go probably seven, just because I thought they were going to lead in a little bit more with the, the suspenseful, tense horror aspect. Yeah. Like they did at the uh, the season 9A ending. Right. But they didn't do it. I mean, it was just more more story, you know, for some of the, the other characters. But I, I do like the, the alpha reveal. When she pulls the shotgun on Luke and old Navy model guy, mm -hmm. he needs to go get some more khakis. Yeah, he does. That was a scary scene. I'll it give was. you that. That was just good. because everything, all of the whispers were just out of nowhere. Frozen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they were even behind them. Yeah. So it was like, how in the hell did just they sneak up? Popping on you? out of nowhere, like whoop, like Bugs Bunny cartoons. Mm -hmm. It was good. It so was a good taunt. Scene. You're gonna go seven and a half. I'll mm -hmm. go seven. I want to remind everybody that these episodes drop Monday evenings on BoomHowdy.com. So you can find them in SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, all of the fun, you know, downloadable 
I get exploits that you have all up in it. Yep. Um, we also have uh, news that Into the Badlands uh, yes. will be coming back on March 22nd, and we did confirm with all of the Twitterverse. It's the final the, season. The final season. So the last eight episodes of that will be dropping the, the day immediately following when that show airs, I believe, on Mondays. Yeah, so probably so, two, Tuesday so will drop. So we're going to be pretty busy because then Game of Thrones comes back in <laughs> April. <laughs> yep. So, but with that being said, I'm Dustin P. And I'm going to go practice singing for the carnival. Tiny boy.